Hello and welcome to another episode of Hawk Talk. I'm Holly. And I'm Jonathan. And we're your hosts for the first season of Hawk Talk. Today we are joined by my very good friend, Joy Lesney. Joy is in her final year of her PhD in music composition at King's College, having done her undergraduate degree and MPhil at Clare College. Throughout her time at Cambridge, sport has been a huge part of Joy's life, which might be thought of as unusual for a musician. She has an extremely varied sporting CV, starting off as an under-19 England lacrosse player before moving into triathlon and cycling. Then in 2018, she joined Cambridge University Cricket Club, for which she is now the women's blues captain. Joy is also currently a sprinter for the Athletics Club, a member of the Women's Lacrosse Club, and is back in the England setup for lacrosse as well. Somehow she manages to fit it all in. Wow, Joy, this all sounds incredibly impressive. Welcome to our podcast. Thanks for having me on. Well, we're really excited to hear all about your sporting story. You're clearly a huge fan of sport. If we start off, could you tell us a bit about the relationship you had with sport back in school? Yeah, so I was lucky to go to a really sporty school. So there were loads of really great opportunities and lacrosse was like the main sport of the school. So that became my sort of biggest passion. Um, the great thing about the school was also there were plenty of really good role models. So when I was in my first year, there was a girl in the top year who was going to the World Cup. And I think that inspired us all to, to think that we could do it as well. I was pretty motivated to get my sort of cello practice and schoolwork done early so that I could partake in all of the all of the opportunities that were going on after school so I dabbled in all the available sports basically apart from gymnastics which was just a disaster from the beginning but my my main thing was always lacrosse um, so I got involved with the England pathway at 13 and again such a good opportunity from the school because there were multiple multiple of us who got who got involved at that point and I worked my way up to selection for the under 19 world cup in my penultimate year of school and they were super supportive all the way through, especially my coach at the time. And she'd been involved with England as a, as a junior and as a senior. So she kind of understood what it was to, to try and do that while you're at school, which was great. Fantastic. So you were playing lots of sports at school, especially lacrosse at a high level. And then you were also, towards the latter point of, of school, you were having an international music career as well. Can you tell us a little bit about balancing sport with your music? Yeah, absolutely. So when I was at school, most of my concerts would be in the school holidays. But I think because I started it so young and I came from a family of musicians, it, it just was just something that I just did. It didn't really feel like anything particularly unusual. It was just what we all did for a living. I thought it was normal. So I decided to apply to Cambridge for a music degree, which is quite unusual for someone who was sort of on the path to being a professional cellist. Most people go to a music conservatoire, but a big part of why I went to Cambridge, well, a university anyway, was because I wanted to continue doing sport. So I chose Cambridge specifically because the undergraduate music degree is a particular course and there was no other course like it in the country at the time. It was very heavy on composition, which is what I've gone on to specialise in in my PhD. Well, that's incredible. And it's it's great to hear that the one of the reasons that you chose Cambridge was actually because of the sporting opportunities that come with it. So while you've been at Cambridge, you've been a member of the lacrosse, cycling, triathlon, cricket and athletics clubs, all of them at university level. Uh, and you've participated in over 15 varsity matches and travelled all across the country representing the light blues. So what's it been like to play so many sports at that high level? And how have you managed to transfer between the sports? So the transfers between sports kind of just happened. So I moved away from lacrosse following an injury in my last year at school. 
and the sort of rehab that I was doing got me into triathlon. So I decided to focus on that, had a bit of sort of success in some regional races. So I was trying to compete at an elite level. And as as a cellist during school, because I started to travel and perform so early, I think I was quite used to balancing my time um, in that way. And actually doing a music degree and performing gave me a lot of flexibility to train at the high volumes that I needed to do for triathlon and especially for cycling because I could ride in the middle of the day when you know the days are shorter in the winter so that was pretty lucky. It turned out that Cambridge was really strong in cycling which I hadn't known when I arrived. As a road racer personally I was mostly involved actually with the town clubs and subsequently raced for some sponsor teams in triathlon and road cycling but I did end up making friends with an alumna of Cambridge Emma Pooley although she did actually finish quite a few years before I started and we spent a few summers uh, training together in the Alps or rather I spent them chasing her up the Alps because she was a lot faster <laughs> uphill and then I risked my life trying to beat her down the mountains to gain some like self-respect <laughs> <laughs> so going from triathlon to cycling kind of happened because I was just it, it, cycling road racing specifically suited me better it I was really a sprinter at heart and I really enjoyed the technical tactical aspects of draft legal racing in triathlon and that's just magnified in road racing. The courses are often way more interesting for road racing as well so I, I loved kind of cornering technical courses all that kind of thing. In terms of mixing kind of winter and summer sports when I was doing lacrosse and cricket and lacrosse and cycling overlapped as well that worked pretty well uh, because they're quite complimentary and it was really good for injury prevention I think. So even when I was combining lacrosse and cycling, playing lacrosse in the winter didn't do any harm to my road racing in the summer because because I wouldn't be playing lacrosse in the summer. So my legs could still be fresh for cycling so that worked out. When I was doing sprinting on the track, as I still am, that's really applicable to cricket and lacrosse and I think actually we don't probably do quite enough of that kind of technical really top speed sprinting in training for cricket all across just across the sports not just at university level so that was really helpful to me in terms of moving as i did kind of into endurance sport and then back down into sort of field sports and fast twitch kind of sports the biggest learning curve for me moving up to endurance was nutrition i had never had to eat the volumes of food that i had to eat for triathlon and i have not managed to adapt down again but it seems to be okay for now. I just have to do plenty of training in order to keep that uh, under control. I did though have to work out how to kind of resist the compulsion to do more and more training when I started doing sprinting because it's so much more about quality and less about quantity, which, which it is in say cycling and, and triathlon. I'd also had some problems with balancing my training load and nutrition when I was an endurance athlete. I got very overtrained once and I had actually missed a season because I lost too much weight. So that was actually a really good learning curve and something that I'm very conscious of now. And I don't think I'd make that mistake again. So adjusting down to sprinting lacrosse, I focused sort of extra hard on gaining weight, eating plenty and resting more. And my performance improved because of that. Excellent. You briefly touched on a bit of cricket in there, and that's something I'd like to pick up on now, because you actually started cricket whilst at university back in 2018. 
what was it like for you to pick up a new sport and perhaps go back to basics and, and learn the skills from scratch? Yeah, so I kind of picked up cricket on a whim because I honestly just thought it was a game that public school boys played. So I picked up cricket and I just immediately loved it. And I particularly got involved in bowling initially, mainly because that was something that I could just practice and practice and practice on my own and didn't need to find someone with as sort of as much time and sort of resistance to being bored because no one needed to throw balls at me so I just practiced bowling a lot I watched a lot of videos and working on those skills from a basic level just really fascinated me I think I've always found it interesting how we learn movements obviously I started the cello when I was five so that sort of steep learning curve at the beginning was over quite quickly and I started lacrosse when I was 11 and I'd always sort of swum and things like that so this was the first time for a while that I picked up something completely new and I think cricket's quite an unusual sport lots of the movements are very unusual batting is really counterintuitive if you if you've come from a sport that's more kind of rotational like tennis or something like that and bowling is also so, so unusual because it's not like you know any other kind of throwing sport that we do I think I suited cricket really well or cricket suited me because the kind of because of the technical load that really rewards kind of practice and focus and I I just thought about it a lot as well in my in my spare time when I was meant to be doing my degree the the game itself also just began to fascinate me more and more because there's just so many levels to it you've got all of the skills obviously fielding batting bowling and then there's the strategy and how that applies to different formats, adapting to the pitch, even the sort of the type of ball. So there's plenty to think about. Coming from also sports that take a long time, cycling, it was a really nice way to just fill up those empty weekends again, basically loitering in a field. I also really enjoyed playing quite a lot of men's club cricket in the summer holidays because you just get to chat to all these hilarious people, just such a such a great mix of people wow that's uh that's a really great story i think about how how you got into cricket and um it's really nice to hear you talking about the the technical aspect i don't think that's something that we've talked about before but it's something that's really important in a lot of sports but cricket particularly just all the all the technical aspects certainly i, I don't think my understanding comes anywhere near the understanding that the two of you have but i, I do i do enjoy a little bit of it so it's been really great to hear how much you've been able to play sport alongside your music degree and your performing career as well so something that we wanted to touch on was that music and sport aren't often thought of as a particularly compatible match, certainly at the level that you're doing both at. So how has it been for you? And do you agree with the fact that they're generally thought of as incompatible? I agree they are. They are generally thought of as incompatible. I think that actually happens quite early. Musicians are often encouraged to stop doing sport. So when I was sort of seven or eight, I was kind of asked, not by my parents, but by music schools to go to a specialist music school where there would be really minimal sport. In fact, in some cases, pretty minimal academics as well. My parents are professional musicians and they, they and I decided that we wanted me to go to a, a normal school and have all the opportunities to pursue sport and academics as far as I wanted to. So I'm incredibly grateful to them for that. I think that sport and music actually have so many parallel and transferable skills that it's a massive shame so obviously focus practice of really fine motor skills performance under pressure being adaptable all of those things are both relevant to sport and music there's also a sense of physical readiness that you need as an athlete and that is 
completely relevant to being a musician and musicians careers necessarily go on far far longer than an athlete's career you know I I hope to be still performing as a cellist and a conductor when I'm probably in my 70s and the toll that playing the cello particularly takes on your body is actually quite significant you have to carry it around for one thing but it's also very unilateral so as are most string instruments particularly you know you think of a violinist it's completely unsymmetrical and if you're not careful you can get really quite big injuries and the the schedule for a for an orchestral musician for example might have five hours of rehearsal and a concert most days and as a soloist I might travel for several hours go and do a rehearsal with an orchestra where you have to play 100%, you don't sort of mark, you, you play properly, and then you've got to come out and do it again in the concert. And I think musicians often could learn from sport in terms of things like warming up, exercises to work against what you're doing with your instrument. So most instruments pull your posture forward, you're doing things in front of you all the time. So you should be doing lots of things to pull back, uh, work on your back muscles and your postural muscles. So I think those things are all incredibly relevant to both and actually musicians particularly would benefit so much from from doing some sort of sport. I think also there are aspects of teamwork and also leadership which are so key to both music and sport so either as a concerto soloist where you have to sort of turn up on the day and unite an orchestra of you know anywhere up to 70 or 80 people behind your vision of the piece and you basically have 45 minutes to do that and then the concert that's very similar to galvanizing a team into performing on a pitch as a captain and then as a conductor you know you run the rehearsals and the concert so that's even more so and you're you're both captain and coach in that role Joy, this all sounds fantastic. Hearing all about these transferable skills between sports, between your music and your sport is, is really fantastic to hear. And the fact that you've shared with us your sporting story today, we, we feel quite honoured. You have been able to explain how you've juggled all of these things and really highlighted the benefits of sport throughout. The skills that you've gained from sport seem to be so transferable into almost any other situation. Well, thanks again for coming on the podcast today, Joy. We've really enjoyed the conversation and hopefully our listeners have too. Could you tell everyone where they can find you on social media if they want to follow you in your sport? Oh, yeah, sure. So I put some uh, sports videos up on Instagram. It's at Sporting Joy. And then for music stuff, it's just at Joy Lisney. I will link those in the show notes below. Thank you very much. Thank you again, Joy, for coming on our podcast. Thank you all for listening and see you for our next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to Hawk Talk. Please do subscribe so that you're the first to hear about any new episodes. And if you're enjoying them, please think about leaving us a five-star rating and a review so that we can reach as many people as possible. Also check out our Instagrams at Hawks Club Cambridge and at Ospreys Cambridge to see more about life as a light blue athlete.